Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And here we are. Finally. Finally. (laughs) Uh, We say finally because if you've uh, paid attention, we may or may not be a couple weeks behind our typical uh, cast date. Is is that that how you would refer to it? As a cast? We'll, we'll, We'll just do that. A cast date. We've been trying to do one a month and I mean... I don't know that we're that far behind. A couple of weeks. We're getting it out before the next gathering breakfast. We're getting it out before the next breakfast, and that's what Two really matters. Two weeks before. Two weeks. You got plenty of time to chew on this one. Um, and yeah, but but one of the things that uh, was kind of funny, the, the reason that we're behind on this, um, most more specifically while why I'm behind on this, because I took the lead on preparing our uh, our outline for today <clears throat> because I am not practicing what we're about to preach. <laughs> I have not been practicing what we're about to preach for, uh, well, quite a while at least. Yeah, um, you know, and I found yeah a while back, my roommate and I sat down and we started writing like devotions. I think we got like 15 done or something like that. But each topic that we chose, what we found is, oh no, if I'm going to write about this topic, you better believe this is what God's going to teach me and test me on. Well, and I've, I've always, I've always said that, like, you know, um, those, you know, you, you hear those who can't teach. Right. But the, the real thing about that is I think God puts you in positions to teach something because when you're teaching something, you are laser focused on it and you're, you're gaining, you probably gain more preparing to teach something Certainly. than anyone in the classroom would learn, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I learn so much more when I'm about to teach something than if I would have sat under someone. For sure, yeah. yeah. Which is why I've, I've never and maybe I never will teach on humility. <laughs> <laughs> That's one we can just skip. I, I'm not, I'm not ready to learn that one. Right. So, so this week, um, Trav brought this up uh, a while back. And so we've, you know, even maybe we haven't sat down and gone over the outline or you didn't get the outline done, but it, it's still been something that we've been thinking about and turning over and like you said, chewing on like, so yeah, it's yeah. still a topic, even though nothing's on paper that we were meditating on and trying to figure out what we need to teach or what we need to learn for sure. So, um, the, the topic itself first came to light for me. Uh, um, I found a, a new podcast, um, searching for, answers to questions that I had, um, found a new podcast and listened to like three or four episodes of the same podcast, uh, called the Melm podcast, uh, or Malm, however you want to pronounce that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was on my way from, uh, uh, on my way home from a trip down South for work. And, um, you know, you can either have the radio on or you can, uh, have a good podcast and, uh, hopefully better yourself. And, um, so this one was specifically on uh, finding mental stillness, and uh, um, it was uh, it's the the author of a book, Love Stands Still, and I have not read the book, but uh, <laughs> looking forward to kind of uh, it. it kind of sounds like a little bit of a sissy 
sissy title, but I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it anyway. Um, but anyway, so that, that kind of put that into my head, like, okay, I do have to just find a way in all of the craziness, you know, um, at the time we had, <clears throat> we had just moved, right. And, uh, had spent, uh, sold our house, spent three weeks living in a, in a fifth wheel and, uh, moved into our new place and had a few things to, you know, get the way we wanted it, kind of make it our own place, which we still haven't <laughs> finished. I literally probably, uh, five, 10 minutes before, um, Will got here to record, finished putting in a new light fixture. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, being still, still preparing for this <laughs> podcast <laughs> on stillness, but, uh, you know, craziness going on. I had kids in sports and, and running, running around for that and trying to make it to all these events and everything. And, um, it, it just really hit home on, on, for, for me yeah. on something that I needed to practice better. So just, just quickly here, there's a, there's a study that I want to bring up and then we'll talk more about why we're doing a podcast on stillness and meditation, but there's a study by the University of Virginia that uh, surveyed over 700 people. They had them sit in a room alone with their thoughts and asked them to just be there for 6 to 15 minutes. However, they also had a button there that you could push if you didn't want to sit there for that 6 to 15 minutes and they'd let you out. The kicker is this button would shock you. Electrical Electricity, it would shock you. Well, what they found was that 67% of the men and 25% of the women chose to shock themselves rather than sit quietly and think. And only for 6 to 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> Which is not very long. <laughs> but what we see here is that 67% of men and only 25% of the women. I, I will say it does kind of sound to me like the thoughts that maybe were going through some of those men's <laughs> head were like, I wonder how bad the shock is. Like, <laughs> sure. Cause I may, just want to try. Because maybe I just want to hit it just to see how bad it is. Because <laughs> I know that would totally be me. And that could be. But what we found is that, at least for me personally, my personal experience, is that when I get time alone or I'm doing some sort of physical whatever it is, like you're going to, you're going to bring up weeding or mowing the lawn or doing something out in the garage. Or when I'm alone, I get charged, you know, my energy comes back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's an, called an introvert. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, where I get charged, my, my battery gets charged back up. But even in all of that, you know, we, there's no st- stillness in our lives anymore we have everything at our fingertips when we want it and you we can't are so even trained. go to the bathroom right, we can't and you have to take your phone because you take your phone with you you're playing a game you can't even think while you're pooping <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean stillness in psychology is imperative um there's an article we can uh, tag in the description here but it says stillness in psychology is imperative we're not built to be running all the time and doing so leads to absolutely detrimental effects, the least of which um, they'll touch on. They touch on like eight different uh, uh, effects of not being still, which I'm not going to get into. But 
And it's important. Yeah. And uh, psychologically. Know, uh, I'll leave a link to the, uh, to the Malm podcast as well. Um, but they, they mentioned in there too that even outside of your life, right? We are so inundated with um, global news. We know about all of the, the tragic fires that are going on right now. We know about all the crazy, uh, you know, the, the COVID cases that are on the rise, the deaths that are on the rise. We know about the... On the rise. The, uh, I don't know, the... the the tornado here and the, the volcano there and the tidal wave here, you know, we know about all these crazy things. And of course, um, they're all, they're all fear-based, which causes anxiety Mm -hmm. because that's what stimulates the brain the most and sells the most. Right. So, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're just blown away with all this stuff that's completely outside of our daily lives. If you, if you didn't, and honestly, I, I've I've recently got off of Facebook and Instagram, and mm-hmm. um, we only we only stream. Uh, we don't have like a, a regular television provider. We only stream, you know, shows or whatever. And uh, so I I have not had any news for mm-hmm. well over a month. And in that perspective, like I feel great. Like yeah, li- right. Like life seems to be going sure. great. You know when. When I hear people talking about, oh, the economy is so terrible, it's like I look at my personal life. Mm-hmm. I, things are going pretty good for me. I just had the best month ever in my sure. in sales. Um, my IRAs are doing fantastic, and our single stocks. Yeah, have gone well, down a well bit. the single stocks, eh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't, I don't have to manage my IRAs on my own. So the single <laughs> stocks are just that's my own fault. That's just but, a hobby. Um, but anyway, you know, and, uh, you know, and then even, even the whole thing with, uh, you know, with COVID, if you, if you look around your immediate, how many people do you know personally that's had serious issues with the coronavirus? I mean, I know a few people that have gotten it and have gotten bad enough. One almost went to the hospital. It got that bad. And the other one spent a couple of days in the hospital. You know, like, like personally, I, I don't, I know of people who have had issues, but only because mostly the news or because of Facebook or whatever, but I personally don't know anybody who's had any serious issues. If you really look at your immediate life, you don't have a whole lot of negativity in there, but we're sucking in all this extra negativity from external sources, right? Which creates more anxiety and, and mental chaos amongst what we already have, which is, you know, getting the kid to practice on time, getting to the football game on time, get, you know, all these different things that we have to do. Um, yesterday I got home at quarter to 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, of course I work from home, but you know, I, I left shortly after five and, uh, for doing extra activities after work and I didn't get home till quarter, quarter yeah. to 10. Like, that's a busy, crazy life. I don't need to add all these other things. I need to take some time and really meditate. And I say meditate because, you know, when we think about meditation, we think about clearing your mind. You know, well, I think about like yoga. Um, 
Um, and I, I can't bend like that. <laughs> so I can't meditate, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I could bend like that, but I just couldn't get back up. <laughs> I couldn't get back up. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, so we as men, because that's what this podcast is for, right, primarily, we have a very negative view of meditation. Oh, for sure. It's not very manly. It's you know? sissy. It's what the millennials do. <laughs> We're millennials. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's what the snowflakes do. Can we say Yeah, that? you I know, say we, we, we need to have, you know, yeah, you think of meditation, you think of the man bun and the, uh, you know, little flowy. Uh, the peace pie. Uh, whatever, you know. And uh, so, so meditation is not clear in our mind. And we're actually called to meditation several times. A um, uh, couple, couple Bible, Bible verses uh, talking about that in, in, in Psalms. Um, and I, uh, yeah, so Psalms, Psalms 1 through uh, 6 here. I'm just going to go ahead and read that. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but those, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whether they do or whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Um, so we see how meditation here has just so many benefits, according to Scripture here, that you know it's the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on that. So right there, you're, it, it's it's pointing out that meditating on the law of the Lord, you're thinking, you're focusing on the law of the Lord, right? Um, so so it's not a it's not a clear your mind. It's a it's a fill your mind type of situation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and we can get into the whole day and night and what that really means. Um, you know, I we're not. I don't believe we're called to just sit and read scripture from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably for something, uh, (laughs) that's probably something good for our, uh, our brothers over at, uh, B squared apologetics to uh, get into on that one. But, um, shout out to, uh, Bill and Brian. Um, but anyway, so, uh, another one, Philippians, uh, Philippians four, eight says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Other versions say meditate on such things. Um, and, this, and this can be what meditate on his law day and night means. It doesn't mean reading, but on all the things that come to your mind. Exactly. Bring it to God. Engage your mind for the things of God. Exactly. So we're, we're like... We're like cows chewing on their cud, right? So <clears throat> we're going to bring it up. We're going to chew on it a little bit. We're going to swallow it. We're going to bring it up later. We're going to chew on it. We're going to mm-hmm. swallow it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, even more verses, you know, uh, Psalms 119 alone, verse 15, it says, I meditate on your, uh, on your precepts and consider your ways. Uh, verse 78 says, um, let the insolent be put to shame because they have wronged. Uh, they have wronged me with falsehood. As for me, I will meditate on your precepts. Uh, and verse 148 says, my eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promise. So what exactly is meditation? It's filling your mind with something. It's intense focus. It's just it's chewing on it, talking about it, thinking about it over and over. So it could be, you know, you you do a verse of the day. Cool, you know. It's always good. So I hate verses of the day because ah. I, I feel so many times they can be brought out of context, right? Sure. So, um, but... You can literally think and and tear down one verse and just chew on that all day. That could be your meditation, one single verse. Obviously, you have to know the verses surrounding it so that you can properly uh, contextualize it. But um, hey, you can get so much more. Maybe not so much more. You can get just as uh, you can get the same amount out of one verse as if if I sat down every morning and read a chapter, two chapters. That's a lot to take in when you're thinking about scripture and what the Holy Spirit has to teach. Sure. Now, if I take a verse in context and let that just marinate over the whole day, oh man, the Holy Spirit's going to use that. Yeah. You can pull, you can pull way more out of that. Right. Than, than sitting there and saying, Oh, I, you know, I need to, I'm, I'm, reading the Bible through a year, which who hasn't tried that and <laughs> failed multiple times. I did succeed stuck in once. Leviticus. I did succeed. <laughs> I was stuck in Leviticus. That's where we all fall short. Um, but, uh, you know, that, and that's, and that's great, but all you're doing is you're, you're just plowing through this information and not really, um, not really meditating on it. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we need to do um, as men is learn how to meditate and uh, why yeah. should we learn how to meditate? Um, I think that would bring us bring us into point two, but you have a couple of verses you'd like to point out, right? I just wanted to read a couple here. Uh, Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed. And we, we, I think we've talked about this verse before. Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, you know, so if we're going to be transformed in the likeness of Christ, Paul assumes it comes through a renewed mind in how we think about something. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty goes on to say, Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. And Philippians 3.15 says, Let those who are mature think this way, and if in, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Like, what, what we see here is Scripture commanding us, men, women alike, Christians, to not just consume and fill our lives with things and activities and negativity, but to think on the things of God. And what we see is that is going to give us a renewal of our mind 
which in turn, and we're getting to some psychology here, because of course, when God gave us all this information, he knew how the body worked. He, he knew that <laughs> he kind of created, created it. He knew that <laughs> being still and meditating on God and the good things is going to push out that negativity sure. and stress sure. and help our bodies in whole. Um, but before we get into that, um, I just wanted to bring up, there's a book called Think by John Piper that I read several years ago and it uh, hurt my mind trying mm-hmm. to comprehend what he was saying. But I just have a little a quote here that I think kind of sums up what we're trying to get at. Uh, we often pit thinking and feeling against each other, especially when it comes to the Christian experience. Glorifying God with our minds and hearts, however, is not an either or, but a both and. Focusing on the life of the mind will help you to know God better, love him more, and care for the world. And that's on the back of the book. So, <laughs> so if you guys want to get into the book, um, there's a whole lot more. The book is really about, you know, the, the verse talks about, there's a verse that says, love the Lord God with all your mind, and it goes on. So that's what this book is about, is how to love God with your mind. Um, and it's all about what you think about and how you should be thinking. And thinking uh, is, in an essence, meditating. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So focusing, focusing your mind on, uh, on things. And here's, here's, uh, here, here's something a little, a little scientific I'd like to point out or whatever. Um, <clears throat> just, uh, just with how, if you were, if you were at, uh, the, the nine, six, three building a couple Sundays ago, um, I get, I not even going to throw a date out there cause I have no clue. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, Jerem uh, had preached a message on uh, and, and basically mentioned that, you know, you can't remove darkness from a room, right? You can only uh, drown it out with light, right? And our minds are very similar to that, similar to our bodies uh, when it comes to uh, bacteria or, or viruses or anything like that. So you, your body has uh, what's called normal flora, um, and uh, it is uh, it is the aggregate, uh, and this is the this is the Wikipedia definition. It is the aggregate of all uh, uh, microbiota uh, microbi. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm We're not a, scientists. Nope. <laughs> it is the it is the aggregate of all microbiota that resides uh, on or within human tissues and biofluids along with the corresponding anatomical sites in which they reside, including the skin, mammary glands, placenta, seminal fluid, uh, uterus, ovaries, all that stuff, you know. Um, so, so essentially your whole body inside and out has um, germs on it, right? And these, these germs reside on your body, mm-hmm. but they keep, they, they basically, they take up space, that a lot of them have, you know, serve multiple purposes. I'm not going to, you know, uh, having proper uh, bacteria in your gut can, uh, you know, aids in digestion and all sorts of different things. And, and there's a huge long scientific list that I am not equipped to even uh, get into about. <laughs> but um, so the, the, 
without good bacteria taking up that space, our bodies are susceptible to bad bacteria, um, which lead to infection and disease. And um, similarly, our our minds, our our hearts are uh, also the same way. Um, so we don't want to meditate in the early the the or I should say the the late Eastern idea of emptying our minds. Um, what we want to do is fill our minds, f- continually fill our minds, uh, and think on um, those those good and holy and righteous things. Right. Um, so with that, uh, I I would say that you know we need to be. Um, we need to be constantly thinking and chewing on those verses that we read, you know, that verse of the day or whatever, again, in context, um, uh, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me does not mean mm-hmm. that a four foot nine, uh, dude can dunk a basketball, right? <laughs> what it means is when I can't, I'll still be content. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so you know you need you need to take um, take some time. Um, we we need to take some time. Yeah. Be still in meditation, and and that doesn't necessarily mean physically still. And you have a great article on that. Don't you, you know. You know. I, I'll. I have a little quote I want to read. But what this implies, though, is that we are in the Word, anyways, to be able to meditate on those things. Sure, sure. You know, so it's hard to meditate on something if you're not, if you don't ever be exposed to it in the first right, place. Right, So this is step two. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, step <laughs> first, two. <laughs> first, the 12-week series, uh, you should be going to church. <laughs> right. Um, so I read a sermon by Charles Spurgeon. Shout out Charles Spurgeon if you're listening. Whoop. <laughs> okay, he's not listening, guys. Uh he says this, talking about meditation on God um, over Psalm 104, verse 34. The verse says, my meditation of him shall be sweet. And it's absolutely true. You know, the meditation of God will be sweet. And that's what it means by, you know, I think sweet means it's pushing out those bad things. It's bringing joy and in, in that, you know, sweetness into your life versus all that negativity that, you know, or stress or fear when you're thinking about other things that aren't related to God. You know, God gives us peace and joy regardless of what circumstance we're in. That is available to us. Um, A little sidetrack there. (laughs) Uh, So Spurgeon says, meditation is a word that more than half of you, I fear, do not know how to spell. (laughs) You know how to repeat the letters of the word, but I mean to say you cannot spell it in the reality of your life. You do not occupy yourself with any meditation. He goes on to say in his sermon that meditation uh, furnishes the mind with rest. He, he, he calls meditation the couch of the soul. <laughs> uh, but that, that first quote is basically, you know, you might know how to spell meditation but you don't know how to do it. And so we've talked about a little bit here about, okay, it's evident that God is calling us to meditate. We've mentioned several verses. 
We talked a little bit on the psychology. You talked a little bit on uh, the biology of, of why it's important to fill our bodies with good things. But how do we do it? Well, and that's the hard part, you know. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, cl- clearly evident in my life, which is why I was uh, a couple weeks behind on this uh, outline. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't meditating on the good things. We're, mm-hmm. We, I, I wasn't meditating on really anything because I was, I was jumping from one thing to the next. Basically, the next thing that was right in front of me. Um, was where I was at. I was I was not um, resting in any thought process whatsoever. I was running to whatever task was at hand. Um, picking up someone from uh, you. You got to pick this kid up from uh, uh, cross country practice, and then you got to drop the other kid off at football practice, and then get the other kid home and make sure they eat. And then you got to help them with their homework. And then you got to make sure you pick up the other kid before you forget that they're at football practice. And then you got to, you, you know what I'm saying? So, so there was so much busyness. There was no room for meditation. And how do you drive that out? How do you, obviously, you know, we can, <clears throat> we can take the, uh, the, <laughs> the new age meditation route and think that we just have to empty our mind and, and like putting uh, hand sanitizer on your hands. I'm so against hand sanitizer, by the way. I just absolutely hate it. Um, by, by putting hand sanitizer on your hands, you're eliminating the germs on your hands. And all you're doing is exposing your hands to bad bacteria, right? So you try to sit and empty your mind and don't think about anything. And all you're going to think about is the, you know, the, the little, yeah. maybe the little perverse thought that you right. had about if you're not, you know, it was something if you're not filling your minds with the good things of god then you're filling it with the bad things of the world absolutely there's only those two options yeah and and i am i'm sitting here telling you i am 100 percent guilty of filling yeah. my mind or letting my mind be filled because i'm not doing it on purpose but i'm letting my mind be filled with the things of the world right and, and so and we can all be convicted of that of <laughs> yeah for sure uh um but so, so how do we do that? Because if we can't like, so for me, and you, and you mentioned that, uh, um, that study with the, the, the buzzers and everything. Yeah. How do we be still? Um, we're not necessarily talking about being still physically so much as we are talking about being still mentally and meditating on those good and righteous and positive things, right? right? So for me, I sit behind a desk almost all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I stand, you know, I have a nice standing <laughs> desk. I can do that. Um, but I sit behind a desk most of the day. And for me to be still, it's it's not easy, right? I don't even sleep still. Like I toss and turn all day long. Um, but so, so it is good for my body to do do something physically, right? Okay. It uh, um, it's almost like a little bit of exercise, uh, whatever. So I've found, you know, um, I can go for a walk. Mm-hmm. You know, I've my new place here. I've got trails through the woods or whatever, and I can just sometimes at lunch I'll eat a sandwich and I'll just go for a walk through the woods and just kind of not say anything. Maybe I'll think about 
the the next podcast, you know, and <laughs> and what the content's going to be there. Um, maybe I will, whatever it is. It's okay to do something physical, and and get that um, get get your blood flowing a little bit, mm-hmm. and but but the key is that that whatever the physical thing you're doing has cannot occupy your mind as much as whatever you're meditating on, right? So, so make sure it's not something where you're going to cut a finger off. So <laughs> I would suggest that you're not like, uh, you know. Um, Don't repack your parachute. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because every time I repack my you're parachute. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, go for a walk, clean a gun, sit in a tree stand, smoke a cigar, I, you know. Uh, pull weeds from the yard. That was one of my favorite things. Everybody called me an old man for it. But I think the reason the old men did it was just because it was just a a physical thing they could do, a little bit of movement that they could do, but they were able to just sit and think. And I, mm-hmm. I mentioned, I, you know, my, the only sermon I've ever preached, right, was written completely in one session of mowing the lawn. And I didn't even intend to do it. It did. <laughs> a thought came into my head and I related that thought into my Christian walk. And I started thinking on that and chewing on that and quote, meditating on that as I was mowing the lawn Mm -hmm. and verses came into mind and uh, illustrations came into mind. And the next thing you know, I had this sermon all planned out in my head just by what, by doing a, a non head required physical activity like mowing the lawn and I was able to think and clear my mind. Um, you know, this is when we were discussing this topic, we talked about, you had mentioned like going hunting, you're sitting in a tree stand. It's quiet. It's the perfect time to meditate on God. Mm. But we often find ourselves thinking about what we need to do next or what's Mm. back at home the things that are stressing us out. And so it's hard to get our minds to a place where we are thinking about those good, perfect, encouraging things and things of God. It takes work. And, and so we're not we're not sitting here thinking, you know, telling you to go out and do this and it's going to be easy. Like this is a challenge for you men and for us because this takes work. It's it takes a lot of work. Yeah. So um I've I've gone on out of state hunts in the past and I'm looking at one, uh, an elk hunt for next, next year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was going through a couple of, uh, you know, uh, preparation tips videos. And one of the things they were saying was take care of your home life, because if yeah. you are trying to spend seven days out on a mountain, uh, you know, tracking down an elk to kill it and you've got issues at home because you didn't finish this and you didn't take care of this. And now your wife's stuck doing this and whatever. And you didn't line up babysitter for when the wife had this thing going on while you were gone. Like you will not be able to focus. Your head won't be in the game and it's just, it's not going to be a a fun or Mm -hmm. successful hunt. And it's the same thing with this. And, and trust me, I would love to um, have, have some of these episodes get into the line of how do we properly um, get our, our physical home life in such a way 
that it's it's cared for so that we can then go out and think about and meditate on um, greater things, yeah. right? Uh, make sure that, you know, the maintenance is kept up and you don't have these issues and that issues. And, oh, did you, did you change out? Did you change out your, uh, <laughs> your, your furnace filter this year? Cause, no, not yet. Cause I haven't done it yet either. <laughs> and it was like 32 degrees the other day. So, right. <laughs> right. So all these other things come up in our minds. Sure. And, and, and unless we're doing that step one in the first place, right. being in church, being the word, being proactive, being proactive, in that. working at it, we're not going to get to a place of meditation to begin with. Right. Um, you know, so what is your, what are, what are some of the things you could, you know, maybe you're going to put this into practice in the next couple of days. What are a couple of your best meditation practices? You asking me personally? I'm asking you personally. Okay. So again, and then I'll go uh, again for me, (laughs) um, for me, mowing the lawn is, is a huge one. Um, I used to never want a, uh, a snowblower. Um, now I, snowblower is not enough, um, but I used to never want a snowblower because going out there with just me and my shovel in the morning when I love that, no cars are on the mm-hmm. road, you know, whatever. And it's that still quiet, crisp. It was, it was, it was God at work on me. Like yeah. it was great. Um, so that, that was always a big one for me. Yeah. Um, and, and again, pulling those weeds in the yard, man, mm-hmm. that, that it was just hey, I got weeds. Peaceful, I got weeds. Peaceful. Come pull them. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Well, for for me, early on, um, it was running. Okay, and so I would run. You know, nothing, nothing extravagant, but I would run. You know, two, three miles a day, and just that time, so that you get the physical exercise aspect that is good sure, for your body. Sure. And then that would just give me time to think about anything about God or I would purposely, you know, pick out specific music that's going to, you know, focus me on, on the Lord and his attributes and stuff like that. Or prayer. Prayer is one of the best ways to get yourself into meditation, talking with God. I mean, what, what's the point of meditation if you're not going to, and and it's hard be, you know, it's, it's hard. God. Absolutely. Like it's not easy. I, talking with someone on the phone's not yeah, easy right. for me. Like I, <laughs> I, I hate talking to people on the phone. It's so weird and awkward, you know, like, and, and yet I do that for a living. That's what it's your job crazy. is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's not easy. Um, prayer, but, uh, yeah. So early on for me, it was, it was running. And then the state police Academy ruined that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I dislike running anymore. And so anymore, like, you know, as much as I love my family and friends and stuff, I need time alone. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I certainly don't get it as much as I would prefer and, <laughs> and get, you know, but, uh, any, anything for me, my trip to work in the morning and back home, I'm by myself in the car. I'll put on either a sermon or music. Sometimes I don't listen to anything and it's just that time for, for me to listen mm-hmm. for the voice of God, whatever the Holy Spirit has for me. Um, or to just pray and talk with God and and listen back, you know. Um, smoking a cigar is, is <laughs> it forces me to be still. Yep. So um, typically there's someone there and there's conversation and stuff, but sometimes 
just having a cigar, the a fire, for whatever reason, focuses me uh, on the Lord. It, it, I I can I, I sense God when I'm around the fire. Yeah, you know, and I'm just watching the flames, and your your mind can just go. But you need to be careful where your mind goes. Right. It Don't. has to be. There has to be a, a an intent an intended focus. Right. For sure. Right. So, what have we talked about so far? <laughs> We've talked about that uh, men have a hard time being still meditating. Yeah. Or saying the word meditating because of all the negative connotations we put with it. Yeah, for sure. We have a clear command from Scripture to meditate on the things of God and on His Word. We have clear benefits psychologically and biologically for being still and filling ourselves with these good things. And we've talked just briefly on what has personally helped us. And each person is going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, but, but the one thing, um, as far as, you know, stillness and meditation, um, God, God is not in the noise, right? So in, uh, first Kings chapter 19, um, the story of, uh, of the Lord speaking to Elijah, Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna read it here. <laughs> uh, it says, "But the Lord said to him, uh, Where are you? Uh, what are you doing here, Elijah?'" Elijah repeated, "I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too." Verse 11 says, go out, this is God talking, go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And Elijah stood there, and the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. So essentially, when, when we're not allowing ourselves to be still, we're allowing ourselves to be overtaken by the wind and the quakes and the fire and we're not offering God that time to be that still, gentle whisper that's going to speak to us. That, that's why we need to find those times to be still. And you can be still in a tree stand, yeah. right? You can be still uh, while you're going for a walk through, through the woods and just have that focus like, okay, Ask God a question. I'm I'm I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I'm telling you what, I have asked questions and immediately the answer hit me like I mm-hmm. should have known it all along. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, well <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> um that was a short thirty seconds, so let's uh <laughs> um but yeah, uh and 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 to that, uh I just kinda wanna say closing things up um, a little bit here. Uh, So there's uh, an old, I don't know if it's an ancient 
Chinese proverb or what it is, but uh, it was a it was a student who said to his master, "You teach me fighting, but you talk about peace. How do you reconcile the two? And the master replied, "It's better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war." And uh, I think you know a lot of times we we as men wrap ourselves in masculine activities we're playing sports we're fixing things we're working out we're making money all the hustle and bustle and and doing these manly things to prove our manliness right which is awesome manliness is awesome masculinity is awesome it's nothing Mm -hmm. to be ashamed of uh even though the world will tell us that femininity is where it's at and masculinity is just horrific but um be a man however uh we still need to think of peace and quiet and have moments of mental stillness so that we can chew on and meditate on those uh, words of God and actually be open and able to hear his whisper. And sometimes the most masculine thing we can do is to be still and know that he is God and engage our minds in the things of God. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.